Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to You Got This. I am joined today by Pastor Alyssa. Hello. Hello. Now, if you're on your morning commute and you're listening to this, we usually uh, send these out on Monday morning. So we know Monday mornings, it's the big day. We are getting into Christmas season. We're yes. in the thick of it. Yeah. It's December. The mm -hmm. weather outside is frightful, but oh, so delightful. Let I've, it snow, let it snow. Yes. Uh, we've already had our first snowfall. Yeah, I and loved it. My it's kind of cool. It. We're getting into the season. But one thing that starts to rise, of course, the holidays are mm -hmm. coming up. Uh, some of us, uh, I know Thanksgiving already happened. Uh, for us, when I lived overseas in Holland, we're actually celebrating a holiday. It's called uh, St. Nicholas Day. Mm. So that's already kind of happening, too. Uh, but on the other end, we're edging toward Christmas. And we know Christmas can have uh, so many layered feelings for people especially when visiting family. Mm -hmm. Now, the last few years, because of COVID, a lot of it was very isolated. Mm -hmm. uh, but now, because families are celebrating more and more, guess what? Whenever you have people around, you have uh, great times, but you also have problems and you have difficulties to arise. Yeah. So today's podcast, we are going to devote to how do you deal with difficult family members? And you might be able to apply this to friends. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to focus really on the holiday season. Uh, because that's really where people have contentions. I mean, they even have funny Christmas songs about it. One of them that I loved growing up was called The Twelve Pains of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, instead of, um, I don't know what it's called. Days. Twelve Days of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, these are the Twelve Pains of Christmas. And one of the lines is like, this woman, she's decorating and then uh, they talk about the, the all the lights are blinking, and then one light goes out, and they all go out. That was before we had LED lights. I know. Whose idea was that? I know. But I love those little lights, the old-fashioned ones. Like the, the bulbs would get really hot in the colors. Really? Yeah, those were so fun as a child. I remember just kind of cupping my hands around the warm lights. I think it just terrified me that our tree was going to go on fire. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would always turn them away from the tree. Do you know that my wife, uh, even as a child in Holland, up until the 80s, they would actually put, they would still put candles in Christmas trees. So there's a beautiful picture oh my of my wife with her grandparents lighting the candles in the Christmas tree. I mean, you're just asking yeah, for it at that point. It. <laughs> it is very beautiful, but you are asking sure. for it. I've seen the light up clip on ones oh, yeah. that they have now. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, you got to get rhino some. So again, uh, just like we don't want the house to catch on fire from the mm -hmm. tree, I think with the way that we approach family and friends, we don't want to light the place on fire. No. So what do we do to defuse or to blow out the flame yes. so that we are not creating problems? Now, the book of Proverbs says this, uh, and we love Proverbs uh, on staff here at the mm -hmm. church because it's just godly wisdom for our lives. Yeah. But it says, better is a dry morsel and quietness with it than a house full of feasting with strife. Hmm. And I think that sometimes we are so focused on what we feel is this magical moment that we're willing to throw caution to the wind, throw everything to the side, forget our boundaries, forget our expectations, forget our manners too, mm -hmm. just to quote unquote have fun. Yeah. And we have to realize that when we are dealing with other people, there are boundaries and there's respect and there's there are all kinds of nuances that need to go into that. Yeah. So as we kind of let go, hopefully of a time period where we are not in isolation or with uh, smaller groups of people that we can get together with friends and family for the holidays, mm -hmm. we need to set realistic expectations again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because if we don't really, if you're going to go into it and you're complaining, you're having all these issues, you know what? Just stay home again. 
Right. I think that's what it comes down to yeah. is setting realistic expectations. Are you going into this expecting it to be completely different no. than you really know it's going to be? No. <laughs> and, and, and also uh, on this podcast, please be aware, you know, we're not going to dive into uh, family dynamics of our own families. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's just awkward and weird. And again, I, I think we want to just kind of talk <laughs> about the general topic. I think there are enough yeah. books and movies, uh, even in the Bible regarding family yeah. from the book of Genesis, we see that pretty quickly mm-hmm. families already start getting friction yeah. within them. You know, you, uh, we are not the same as our siblings. We are not the same as our cousins. Mm-hmm. We have certain commonalities, and that's what helps make you family, but you do have differences. Yeah. And some people, I think they think it is like an Olympic family sport to try to push all of your buttons. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would you do that? Yeah. If you know that someone has certain buttons that uh, should not be pushed, you know what? Especially on the holidays, do not push them. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. It's true. I think people love it, though. It's almost like, ooh, let me see what I can do to annoy you today. Right. Like, are you that bored? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what you want to do today? <laughs> and some people like doing that. They like the sport of picking on people. Yeah. Like, really, try to leave that at home. Keep those mm-hmm. opinions to yourself or keep those comments to yourself. It's just not nice. Mm-hmm. I think the holidays, it's like, try to express your uh, happy feelings. Try to express good things about people. They, I love the term holiday cheer. Really mm-hmm. try to come in with a chipper attitude and try to find the good and try to find the things that unite you mm-hmm. instead of the things that divide you. Yeah, uh, We know even conversations can be quite detrimental. So there's a famous uh, psychotherapist by the name of Mike Dow, and he says the following. Instead of looking for the things that make us different, look for the things that we have in common. And then he says, if you're in a family, you certainly have a few things in common, whether you're related by blood or by marriage or by love, whatever whatever that dynamic looks like. Because mm-hmm. some of us have really good friends that we also consider family. Yeah. And so in those dynamics, we can probably go head to head on a lot of different topics, mm-hmm. on a lot of different ways of doing things. But by looking for the things that we have in common, you're going to have a much better conversation. Right. Now, the golden rule that they used to say is, you know, do not talk about politics, don't talk about money, don't talk about religion. Mm -hmm. However, it is Christmas. And I think if you cannot, I I, I don't know, for me as a believer, if if there's nothing about Jesus on Christmas, to me, it's not Christmas. Yeah. Um, I would always say my family was always great about it, Mm -hmm. Um, especially on things like Christmas Eve. A lot of my family members, even though I'm considered you know pentecostal they're roman catholic a lot of them were attending midnight mass which was Mm -hmm. very well attended very beautiful service by the way um hey you know what it's a nice thing to talk about yeah however if you are going to get into these deep down arguments and destroy the family it's just not the time for that no no No. and you can like you said you can find the commonality between the both of you even if you have people who really don't know Jesus at all and are just celebrating Christmas, but you are celebrating with them, you can find the commonality. And I think that's where like mutual respect comes in for each other, where you, they will respect, Hey, you guys love and celebrate this holiday and with Jesus and, Sure, you want to say grace first, and they will usually go along with you, and they have that respect for you, yes. and will do that. Yeah. But I think it's also the other way too of just not over forcing it yeah. and kind of like stuffing it down everybody's throat and yeah. finding the good balance of yeah. being able to really have a holiday the way you see it, but allowing them and just having mutual respect where it is 
also their holiday and they're going to do it their way too. And it's a good way to show them an example of Jesus and that love Mm -hmm. where we all know Jesus wouldn't force anything on anybody. So it's just kind of being like him in the, in that way and finding that commonality for each other. And and also showing him by in a good way uh, and like a healthy way, Mm -hmm. enjoying the time that you spend with people. Yeah. Really cherishing. And Jesus was the master of knowing how to sit down at a table Mm -hmm. with people that were not like him. And he did not, and again, I think sometimes we feel like, oh, if I'm sitting down and I'm eating with these people, and again, they are your family, they're not some strangers you don't know, Mm -hmm. but when you're sitting down with them, like, just try to enjoy it and make it enjoyable. And again, that goes for both parties. You know, you've got to make it enjoyable. They've got to be doing their effort too. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes uh, we are, uh, as people, I mean, whether it's been books, movies, reality, talks I've had with people. Because holidays can be a point of contention, I feel like some people lack a genuine game plan. Mm. Um, And so you have to be, uh, let's kind of talk about when you're going somewhere for the holiday. So you're Mm. going to someone's home. Um, What are the the things you need to to be a good guest at someone's home? Um, And Mm. then we're going to talk about Mm. what it means to be a good host to people. Because those things do help this dynamic. Like a lot of tensions form. Because there are uh, unspoken, assumed behaviors Mm -hmm. that just keep repeating themselves over and over again. Yeah. So in order for that not to happen, uh, one of the things is to set realistic expectations and realistic boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like when you are going to someone's home, whether you like it or not, you're in their home. Yes. And that's tough. Because maybe their way of doing things is not your way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not talking like they're doing these like atrocious things. I'm talking about the, um, the way that they like people to move around their kitchen. Yeah. The way that they want their guests to do certain things. Mm-hmm. But one major aspect of that is just clearly communicating. Mm-hmm. So as a guest, communicate with your host even before the event. Yeah. Like you're yeah. asking us to come at five. Some people, like, they're just never on time. Yeah. And so I know that just from my own culture. Like, when we cook a meal, we cook it, like, ready to eat. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we say, like, we're expecting you at 5, like, we want to eat at 5. Yes. Meaning, like, you're coming in the door, you're yeah. getting our coats off, we're going to sit at the table, and we're going to start eating because, to me, there's nothing worse than cold food. Mm-hmm. It's just nasty. And that's the communication part that you need, especially if you're going to someone's house yep. or even if you're hosting. It goes yep. both ways because in my family, we're complete opposite. You get there at a time, but you know you're not eating for about half hour to oh, an cool. hour. Yep. They're still finishing up, like, the main parts of it. And so you, it's always been that way is that you, we do not come to sit down immediately. You come to be yep. at the house, settle in, say hello to everybody, yep. get a coffee, whatever. And then, you know, when the food is done, you all eat in about that first hour. Yep. So, but if you're, say we were hosting somebody like you, I would probably do it that way in my house too. Yep. But yours is completely different. And yep. so that's why the communication part of it is important too. Yep. And, and it's also knowing that, like, what is the home I'm going to ask them? Like, hey, you know. And it might seem strange to people. Like, these are probably questions people have never asked, but because I just constantly see them as repeats, mm-hmm. I'm like, can we just, like, act like adults and just get it out there? <laughs> like, talk. Yeah. Like, what time uh, would you like me to come? Are we going to start eating right away, or do we eat, like, an hour later? At least then, even on the home side. I know this for parents that have small kids. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. if there is this delay in eating, then you can have them have some kind of smaller snack at home. Right. So that they're not like, you know, flipping out having tantrums because they're hungry. Yes. Eating uh, all the crackers off the platter. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And I think that uh, by being able to plan those things out, it helps you. Uh, there are certain dynamics, too, that I'm not uh, completely into. Mm-hmm. Um, um, let me think of how to go about this uh, just for myself. I just want to kind of like line it up. Um, I know within uh, my family, and I'm talking like big extended family, mm-hmm. as well as other people's families, uh, people use the holidays really to drink a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a drinker in that sense. Mm-hmm. And neither is anyone in my home really a drinker. Um, mind you, you know, my wife is European. We come from Europe. It is a pretty normal thing for Europeans. I'll have a glass of wine during a meal. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's not really the whole focus of the meal. Yeah. But here, it's like people start cracking open their beers and their wine and their... Yeah. And then the, 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 the real attitude of the room can start changing. Mm-hmm. Because I am not comfortable in that environment as people really start kind of getting buzzed, um, I have just always made it a point, and this is not necessarily for the holidays, this is just in general, um, I kind of make my exit strategy before I even go. Mm-hmm. So I know, like, if they've had a drink already, I'm going to stick around for that. But once people get on the second drink, and I can already see that they're, like, kind of slurring, they're a little bit yeah. buzzed, I'm already making my exit strategy. So what does that look like, you creating your exit strategy with your wife beforehand? Yes, yes. So my wife and I know, like, first drink, yeah. um, if they're all acting pretty fine, that's fine. But once they start kind of going over to their second one, and you can tell people are getting a little more rowdy, they're getting a little, some yeah. people get a little more lovey, some people get a little more <laughs> argumentative, some people get a little more sleepy. Some get a real quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. We just say, um, you know what, we thank the host, we say goodbye to the people there, and we just let them yeah. know that we need to be making our way home. Mm-hmm. And people are fine with it. Sometimes they're like, oh, you know, why so early? Um, but again, it, it's for us too. Sometimes we just want to get home on time. Yeah. Uh, but in other cases too, like I personally just do, I, I have a low tolerance for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really don't like it. I don't like to feel uncomfortable yeah. somewhere else. So those behaviors, and really I think any behavior. So sometimes I know people really, when they get together for holidays, they like to talk bad about others. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. not only drinking, it's talking bad about other people. Like getting gossipy. Yeah, exactly. Like when the, when the mood really changes in some way, some people are also like ultra aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anytime the emotions really get heightened to a place where I'm just like, I don't want to walk on eggshells here. Yeah. Then I'm not going to walk on eggshells. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm not going to be mean and I don't address it. Like, I'm feeling very uncomfortable. I don't feel safe here. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just being yeah. very nice. I'm being very polite. Yeah. And I just say, yeah, we're going to get going. Thank you so much for having us. Mm-hmm. I make my exit strategy. Yeah. And I'm out. Which is smart. And that's no. a conversation you have beforehand. And then just knowing when it's your time for your guys' family to go. No. And everybody should do that. One of the main points, too, that it says is, like, remain. One good practical tip to help us is remain an adult. Mm-hmm. So no matter what your behavior is, that you're always an adult about the way that you go about things. Mm-hmm. Now, again, aside point. from the nitty gritty of those behaviors, one, one thing that I find to be very helpful is, especially if you're a guest coming to someone's home, mm-hmm. is that when you do come in at any point while you're there, yes, you are sitting down. Yes, 
as the host, it is your priority to be serving your guests and taking care of things. Mm-hmm. But as a guest, be conscientious of your host. Yeah. And uh, and this is for men and women. It's mm-hmm. not just a, a lot of times I've seen like females doing things. If you're a guy, don't just sit there. Yeah, get up. Yeah, do something. Take the garbage out, wash the dishes, yeah, serve like something. Help with something. Yeah. Help, uh, help with the kids if you need to. Yeah. Play a game. Sometimes take them outside. Yes. You know, even for the guys, take all the kids yeah, outside. Yeah, while they're getting them. the what, what, food and everything prepared what, and table set, like take a, them outside. A, a, anything. <laughs> anything. You're preaching to the choir yeah. here. <laughs> Ask anything that needs to be done. It's just being a good guest. Yeah. You know, yeah. that you are conscious of the fact that whoever is hosting is putting in time, effort, money. Yeah. And as you're there, yes, it's nice to be served, but it's also nice to just think about them. Exactly. Showing thoughtfulness. And it's a very Christian thing to do. Yeah. And I think, too, as like a host, being that I've hosted before and I've known like now what I wish I would do differently or even seeing my mom host now, now that I've been in those shoes where I will purposely do things so I can make sure, hey, you're actually enjoying this time, too. Mm -hmm. You're not just staying in the kitchen the entire time. You're not just cooking or cleaning up the whole time. Like you've had a moment to sit and talk and eat and your Mm -hmm. meal was hot. And you're enjoying the family that's there, too. And I think about the story of, like, Mary and Martha with Jesus and how (laughs) one's rushing around and then the other one, Martha's like, Jesus, tell Mary to help me kind of a thing. And they're just like, chill out. Just enjoy this time. And so take that time with your family. And, yes, you're hosting. There's stuff that needs to be done. We know that. And that's why – I think preparation for this and kind of knowing going into it saying like I'm going to give yourself a moment in that night or the day, whatever time you're hosting, give yourself a moment. You say, I'm going to sit, I'm going to eat my meal. I'm going to enjoy and I'm not going to worry about all the dishes. I'm not going to worry about what everybody else is doing. And having that even conversation with the adults that you're hosting of saying, Hey, help yourself. I put all the leftovers are out over there. All the drinks are out over there help yourself to it this entire time and when desserts are out and coffee's out i will let you know like everybody's adults here and yes you are hosting yes it is there for them but waiting on everybody which is where i think we can kind of put hosting into where like you are acting like a waitress a cook a hostess all at the same time it's like talking to your family and almost delegating things and also saying like letting them be mature adults Mm -hmm. and say there are things you can do yourself and also asking other people to help in those areas. So, so that way the host can also enjoy. And I think if you are the guest in that situation, kind of have that outlook with them and for them too. And that reminder, like I have to remind my mom sometimes, like, have you sat down and eaten? Like, get out of the kitchen come sit with us and talk that we will all handle later let us all clean all this up together at the end but for now let's hang out and do that and have that moment those little things are just such a big help sometimes like you don't want your guests to do everything but Mm -hmm. them just taking an initiative yeah already like it means a lot i think to anyone that is hosting so i love the fact that you just pick up on like those little things Mm -hmm. even as the host i love the story of mary and martha is also very funny yeah it's like in the actual language like martha is pretty much being like neurotic obsessive yeah you know, like it's like spinning. Which we've all gone to yeah. that house yeah, for the exactly, holidays before. Exactly. And you're I've like, been whoa, like whoa, that whoa. at certain times. <laughs> yeah. But the Bible shows us clearly too uh, in a passage in the New Testament. It says, be hospitable without grumbling and complaining. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we kind of shift it to the host and we might bounce back and forth between the guests and the host a little mm-hmm. bit. But even as the host, when people are coming into your home and you're, I think it goes two ways. If you're going to someone's house, don't complain about them the whole way there. 
Yeah. Because you're already creating a bad attitude. Yeah, you're setting yourself up yeah. for failure. It's like oh, every time point. I go there, they this, they that. It's like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Be grateful they're hosting you. They're right. putting in all the effort. They're putting in their money. They're putting in their time. Yeah. Give them uh, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, always. Maybe it's... Always. Be very thankful for what they're doing. Think of all the yeah. effort that they're putting in to have you. Mm-hmm. But then you take it to the other level and it's like, okay, like as the host, mm-hmm. also don't complain about people coming to your home. Right. But again, be clear with your guest about what your expectations are, you know, with them. And again, don't be so rigid either. Like some people are so uptight and so rigid that it's actually not even fun being at their home. Mm -hmm. And I think you want to kind of have this healthy balance between having a good time. So it's kind of like fun and a little bit of unstructure Mm -hmm. with some structure that goes along with it. Because some people uh, going to someone's home... You're just very rude. Like, you don't trash someone's home. Yeah. You know, uh, you don't uh, act like wild animals. Mm -hmm. And I do see that, like, less and less and less that uh, on the one end, um, and I get it, like, uh, children should be seen and heard. It used to be children should be seen and not heard, so you had to be really quiet as a child, Uh. and you couldn't move. And now children have so much freedom that they really can act like little monsters. Mm -hmm. And that is complicated for people. It is. Like people don't, that causes problems at family things because you don't want to say to someone, can you like have your kids stop it? Right. Uh, Can your kids shut up, please? (laughs) And I think on that topic too is even thinking about like structure and having flexibility. As a parent going into the holidays, knowing that you're going to be in a very busy season, Mm -hmm. this could be happening at a time that, you know, maybe your kid is normally napping or you had to leave a little bit early. So you cut their nap shorter or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Or, you know, like my kids rarely will eat dinner when they're at somebody else's house. For some reason, they won't. And I know they're hungry, but they're usually the kids eating the crackers off all the platters because they don't want to sit and eat dinner. But I think as a parent going into this so that we you are not as stressed so that way you're not going to take out your stress on everything that else that's going around you or even in your kids or even in your spouse or whatever this situation may be. Just letting that flexibility also work towards your kids. So no. Knowing your schedule is going to look different. Their attitudes may be a little bit different. No. They may not eat dinner tonight. So just go in. You know what? Did you get something in your stomach? Okay. No. Did you eat a good breakfast yeah. and a it's good like, lunch? Cho- like Choose your battles. Exactly. Is it going to be the hill you die on today? No. <laughs> no. So go into the Christmas season with kids, with a flexibility, mm-hmm. learning to just go with it no. and just make sure that you're enjoying your time, your kids are enjoying their time, and no. at the end of the day you're just enjoying everybody's time and the atmosphere you're in so let it just be an experience i think that's such a crucial aspect to any of it is finding that enjoyment yeah uh letting go of some of the rigidity because again it's it's the, the holiday is also not meant to be like, this is the same schedule that we're upholding every single day. Mm-hmm. You Like you said, you are breaking with routine. Yeah. But also, too, I think if you're hosting family and friends, uh, before you even have the event, be conscientious of what is a good time. Yeah. You know, just because you do an event at a certain time every year mm-hmm. does not mean you have to keep it that way. Right. Be flexible with it. Hey, if all the kids need a good nap time and they're better after their nap, Eat mm-hmm. at four, not at one. Exactly. You know, Learn like, too. Like if you know you're hosting families with young kids and you know you're cooking an adult meal, no. even check in. No. Hey, will your kids eat this? This is what we're doing for dinner. Like, no. is there something I can, do you want me to make chicken nuggets and french fries for your kids? Like no. I could throw it in the oven yeah, real like what quick is it, for them. What does it matter? Exactly. Yeah. If it means that the parents, they're like, and you know what? I've had people ask me that and I would. Every time I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Will you do that, please? (laughs) Otherwise, I know I'm hitting up the McDonald's on the way home (laughs) so they'll eat something before bed. (laughs) So just having that 
thought as no. a host no. is so helpful for families. And sometimes, no. too, like you, you, they have kids that are like, no, they genuinely will eat this. And sometimes my kids do like to surprise me. But no. One <laughs> thing that, I, that I will bring up here, too, is sometimes as people go into the holidays, not only are they like a loaded gun emotionally, mm-hmm. but uh, there are people, and they do, they use things like alcohol, they use medications, whether they be prescription medications or mm-hmm. illegal drugs, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of like uh, medicate themselves to deal. Yeah. Uh, I would honestly tell you, if that is your way of dealing with the holidays, stay home. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're kind of going into that event, like you're going in as a loaded gun, you're creating an issue is about to happen. Mm-hmm. That volcano is already there. It's going to explode. And if you do have family members that they are constantly acting that way, you, you've got to be okay to speak to that mm-hmm. and just tell them like, hey, I love you. If you can come to my house and you can come sober, you're more than welcome. But if you are going to act this way and do these things, please don't come. Mm-hmm. And I think that people find that really hard you know, to set mm-hmm. those boundaries. But you have to because it's almost like when these things keep repeating themselves over and over and yeah. over again, it's tiring. Yeah. And it, it could be, it doesn't have to be a bad or a very harsh conversation. No. It could be a simple conversation of saying, hey, like, we love you. We want you here, but we don't want the you we get no. when yeah, you're on opioids or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. We want you and the actual you that if it means that you have to be here for a short amount of time because you you can only take so much, that's okay. We would want that more than four hours of somebody who is not enjoying their time, who is kind of a loner on the couch and something like that. But it's having a real and raw conversation. Because some people too, like family to them, kind of evokes a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, they're like, now mind you, you know, there are people, they don't use drugs, they don't use opioids, they don't do, they don't use uh, alcohol to deal with things. Other people just like cope in their own way. Yeah. As they're dealing with like a lot of people. Uh, There are people that absolutely love large crowds and being with people. Most of the people I speak to, they get tired Mm -hmm. in that kind of environment. Um, So one practical tip to help people, and again, this is non-alcohol and drug related, it is just find a way or a place to diffuse in a healthy matter. So if it's like, I'm going to just go into the bathroom, even if you don't have to go mm-hmm. to the bathroom, but just to kind of block out the noise, yeah. give yourself five minutes, 10 minutes in the bathroom, mm-hmm. like take a deep breath. Yeah. Put yeah. your jacket on, go outside. Yeah, exactly. That was going to be the next one. Take a walk outside. Yeah. You can even say it if you want to do like a little walk with people. Mm-hmm. I know it was pretty common in Holland. A holiday walk on the holidays is something mm. people do. Yeah. They just get outside. The kids can run. Yeah. Uh, the country's very close family. to the beach. So we would do a beach walk on, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't Christmas Day. It was called Second Christmas Day, what mm. the Canadians call Boxing Day. Oh, I've heard uh, it. So yeah. we have two Christmas days, something we miss here in America. We need two of them. <laughs> and uh, just getting out for a healthy walk. Yeah. It yeah. just it gets you outside. You're mm-hmm. just uh, able to breathe. And I love it. If it has the it, cold, crisp it, air. Yeah. Exactly. If you're in New England. <laughs> I know my dad's family was extremely a large. Uh, Italian family Mm -hmm. and my uncles uh, were all very musical and they played instruments and the family loved to sing Uh, on a few occasions just for fun uh, they took us because we had tons of cousins and you name it and they would take us outside and we go caroling for the neighbors 
Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, they were hilarious. I mean, we <laughs> had so much fun. It kind of does take the steam off. Yeah. Because the kids can run from house to house. Energy. The neighbors yeah. loved it. We would sing such awesome songs. Everyone would laugh. It just puts people in a whole different mindset. Yeah. Um, and like then a reset if, button. Exactly. And if we couldn't do it, uh, one of my aunts and uncle's homes was extremely large. Uh, one uncle, he'd get on the piano and we'd just sing. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. Yeah. It just know, takes yeah. a moment. I think something else to think of, too, is not just the people who, I guess, like go into this and you're dealing with it. It's hard. It's a hard time for you anyways. But then also people who have lost people this year or it's a new season or not even just this year, but have, you know, you lose people and then you get upset and you feel those emotions all over again when the holidays are here because you are missing them. And I know that we've all experienced it. Um, But I think it's also having. And I always, I feel like I always mention it, but just having those moments where you can kind of allow yourself to feel those emotions and that's okay to miss them. It's okay to shed tears because you wish they were here. Mm -hmm. Um, And just letting that, even sometimes having that conversation about them with your family, even Mm -hmm. on Christmas. And it almost makes it feel like you're, they're kind of part of it and that they're, they're not just something that used to be, but it's something that you guys are all, they were all part of everybody's lives there and just... Being able to fully admit and have that conversation with someone, I miss so-and-so, I wish they were here, and just talking about good memories about them. And sometimes that can really just break that kind of emotional downness that you're feeling and can allow it to just kind of open up and just become something joyful instead of something that's just sad that they're not there. But it's something you can all kind of talk about and reminisce over. And I think it's like being conscientious of the fact, as a family, if people have experienced loss or things like divorce, uh, whatever that loss might look like, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, acknowledge that sometimes uh, if you don't want to make them feel on the spot at your home, mm-hmm. even just talking to them beforehand of saying yeah. like, hey, I know this is a difficult time. We're so glad we're going to be having you. Um, you know, like be willing. And I think I think that's mainly the main thing we're trying to say is always be willing to have the conversation. Yes. Let's talk about the going home aspect. Mm-hmm. All right. So the holiday's about to wrap up. You're about to go home. One thing that I've just always found helpful, um, and I think friends sometimes deal with this maybe a little bit differently than family, mm-hmm. um, especially because with friends, you know, you can really like break it. They're not family where you can like have an explosion. Everything can be fine afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but friends can be like, hey, we're going to help you clean up. Mm-hmm. We're going to what, what can we do before we leave? And some people shoo you out of their home. And then after you shoo them out of the home, you're complaining. Oh, they didn't even help me. Yeah. Don't be that person. Yeah. Uh, give clear expectations of what yeah. you like. If tables need to be folded up, folding chairs need to be folded up. Mm-hmm. Just ask people, if you don't mind, uh, would you help me with this? Right. Don't right. expect the host to say that too. Ask them. Mm-hmm. But one thing that, um, and again, I'm American, but it has always bothered me from childhood about our culture. Don't say no when you really mean yes. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Don't say no. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Oh, no, no, it's okay. And someone asks you, like, don't make them ask you five times. Mm -hmm. You know, when they say to you, is there something I can help you with? If you need help, say, yes, please. Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, because (laughs) that is what politeness is. Mm -hmm. Politeness is that you are able to ask a question and to get an adult response back. Mm -hmm. So no is also a polite answer, I say to people sometimes, too. Yes. So, again, if you see that someone... Uh, again, I, I try to think of people who have little children or sometimes there are people in the family they have to take 
elderly family members home. Mm -hmm. So they're gonna they're also gonna drive and they they have to drive an extra half an hour. They've got to drive an extra hour to get someone home. You know what? Those people don't try to burden them with extra things. Yeah. They're already trying to be helpful mm -hmm. by getting that family member with you or not. Right. You know, just tell them, you know what, you've got to drive ahead of you. Why don't you go ahead, take care of that? Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, for taking grandma, grandpa, aunt or uncle, so and so. Right. Uh, I know even in our family we had a cousin that was uh, severely handicapped with MS mm -hmm. and one of the family members always was very conscientious of taking care of her, picking her up. You don't burden those people with help me clean right now. Right. They're already right. doing a lot of effort yeah. to bring that person. But for the people that do not really have responsibilities or things, just offer a helping hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's so nice to no. to feel like uh, an atom bomb didn't explode exactly. in your house. Even if it's like <laughs> trash was taken out, that already makes it feel so much better. Yeah. And a living room that gets cleaned up, toys yes. that get put back on a shelf, yep. a rug Just that something. gets vacuumed. Yeah, it doesn't and, and have to be everything. But no. the fact that you did something and took it off of their plate that they don't have to do now on yes. top of everything else yep. is just enough. Yeah. So. And also, one thing that I feel is uh, lacking in general, just in society, is, um, you know, they talk about an attitude of entitlement, even within the church, like, oh, like secular culture or non-Christian culture, everyone feels entitlement. I see that even within church culture. Mm -hmm. People are very, um, can be very unthankful, mm. you know, and even if you're thankful, you've got to express that in words. Yeah. So, um when your guests have come and they're with you, like thank them for coming. Yeah. Really, they, they are also putting in an effort to be with you. Yeah. Let them know, hey, I appreciated you coming and it was delightful. Mention actual specifics yeah. of things like, I really enjoyed our conversation with one another. Like go that extra level deeper. Mm -hmm. And then also to your host, when you see that they have put in the effort, uh, compliment the table settings. Right. Compliment the food that they made or a dish that you like. We oftentimes are more um, inclined if there is something on the table that wasn't cooked correctly, mm -hmm. that is what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. We know it. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're ungrateful little beasts on the inside mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. It's like talk about the things that actually went well that you enjoyed. Mm -hmm. and And I think that it just gives the host this sense of, Oh, they appreciated the time and the effort that I put into yeah, this. Yeah, it does. And then, like you said, kind of on both ends, it goes yeah. to the host thanking them too, the guests. Because sometimes yeah. the guests, this could be the third house they're bouncing to that day. Yeah. And on top no, and of And they it, are putting in that effort to be with you. Right. One last thing that we wanted to discuss, because again, we realized when it comes to people's families, some of the dynamics can be tricky. So before we even got on the air, you and I, we were talking about it. Like, what if in some cases... The family dynamics are so complicated mm. that one spouse, um, because it is their family, they want to go. Yeah. But the other spouse just is not there. Yeah. You know, again, you know, what is a good way to deal with that? Now, if your guests, if they're far away, you don't want to be leaving uh, your wife and kids or your husband and kids or whoever for Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, but if the family members are close, like within driving distance and you can go there and come back, um, I think that as spouses, sometimes you've got to allow your spouse freedom to be able to spend that time with their family, mm -hmm. even if the dynamics are too complicated for you, but they're okay with that. Right. Giving them the room and the space. Okay, if you want to go there, you go there. Mm -hmm. But then you've got to be okay and not like resentful that you might be home for an hour or two hours by yourself right. until they come back. 
Yeah. And that's okay. Like you've still got the rest of the evening or the afternoon, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like, but just let it go. Yeah. And it's making it a just decision for yourself of saying, okay, is it, do I want to go? Maybe it's an unhealthy situation for you or no. the dynamics are off or there's just been relational issues that you've had with family members and you just don't feel like, you know, is it worth it? Is it beneficial for me to go this year? Is it going to really wreck Christmas in my eyes in some way or yeah. the holiday, whatever it may be? Yeah. And just seeing like, okay, would it be beneficial for me, for them, for my kids, for our marriage, for me to go? And yeah. then is it fair that you say no to your spouse to see their family for that yeah. holiday when yeah. they really say, okay, Je- I really want to go. Like, yeah. can I go? Do you, can I take the kids? Whatever, whatever yeah. the da- dynamic and decision may be. It's a good conversation to have and just kind of realizing on your own too. Okay. Well, it's not fair for me. What if that was my family no, and I true. want it to go? Would I want to be told? No, you can't go see your family. So if it can be something where you can travel and they can go see them for that day or something like that, then make it work yeah. for both sides too. One thing, uh, it was very sweet, and I'll kind of wrap up with this. Uh, I I have mostly uh, brothers, so I have uh, pretty much sister-in-laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funny thing that I realized is um, pretty much all of my sister-in-laws, except for one, they all have only brothers. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but in one case recently, I did, um, this is not holiday related, but just a scenario, a, a positive one. My sister-in-law uh, wanted me to do a baby dedication for my nephew. And so I had, uh, after church, we drove to my family. We did the baby dedication. We ate, but we had to be home early because the next day the kids had school. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of like racing against the clock a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, toward the end, as we were about to leave, uh, my sister-in-law realized, oh, my gosh, the kids have school the next morning. On Monday, she sent my wife and I a text, and the text was, thank you guys so much for what you did. Um, Did the kids have a good day at school? Mm -hmm. You know, like, how did they fare today? Because yesterday was a busy day for them. Just that thought, Mm -hmm. you know, like that someone, like, thinks that extra step sometimes. Yeah. Like, those things mean a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that in order for holidays to be meaningful, be thoughtful. Yeah. Be conscientious. Be thankful. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave you with those three tips. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Again, we tackled another mountain. Yes, we did. <laughs> but you know, you got this. You got this. And uh, we can't wait to see you for the next episode. See you later. Bye.